Teens of America, have we got a product for you! Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey everybody, happy November. I hope your Halloween was fantastic. I uh, got a lot of candy, or I should say I stole a lot of candy from my kids, and uh, I've totally been on a sugar high all week, but it's been great. And guys, this is episode 99, which means next week is episode 100, and I'll be making the super cool awesome announcement on the podcast next week. Guys, this is going to change your life. It's going to be awesome. Super duper cool. I'm very excited for it. So make sure you uh, subscribe, you uh, listen to the podcast next week. It's going to be great. And now episode 99, talking to others using the CAPE method. Do you struggle at starting conversations? Do you find yourself in a lot of awkward pauses while trying to talk with other people? Do you want to be friendly and likable but find yourself running away from social interactions? Well, if you said yes to any of those, you need a cape. Made from the finest material from the home planet of a famous superhero, wearing the cape will automatically make you a better conversationalist. Take little Billy, for example. Let's watch Billy try and start a conversation with a fellow student without wearing a cape. Hey, um, um, hey, 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 Jack. Oh, hey, Billy. How are, are you? Um, good. Good, that, that, that's good. Yeah. Okay, bye. Ooh, that's awkward. But now let's see little Billy have a conversation while wearing the cape. Hey, Jack. Oh, hey, Billy. What did you do this weekend? Not much. Just played some League of Legends. Oh, I've heard of that game. Tell me about it. Oh, man, it's really fun. You should come over today after school and play with me and my friends, and we should become best buddies forever. Sounds great. What a better outcome. Great job, Billy. The cape gives you confidence in regular, everyday conversations with peers, whether you know them or not. It even works while you're talking with adults. Amazing! Get yours today while supplies last. The cape. Don't have a conversation without it. All right, I was going for super duper cheesy with that commercial. Did you pick up on that? Okay, hopefully. Um, today I want to talk about four things you can do to help you be better at having conversations with people. All right, I, I call it uh, putting on your cape. Because it spells out CAPE, C-A-P-E. Makes sense, right? So remember, I believe that you can either show up in hero mode or as a sidekick in every aspect of your life, especially when it comes to social conversations or, or social interactions. I guess all conversations are social. Um, so for me, these are five or sorry, four steps that I use personally to have better conversations and to eliminate awkward conversations. In fact, 
I just did all four of these yesterday. Yesterday was Halloween. Uh, I'm recording this on November 1st. And yesterday was Halloween, and I went to a party with a bunch of uh, my wife's friends and their husbands, and I didn't know anybody. And my wife was off talking, and I was sitting at a table with two other dudes, two other dads, and um, I, I used these four steps. I put on my cape and had an amazing conversation, had a great night, which otherwise could have been very awkward. So here they are. First, C. C stands for choose to carry the conversation. The C stands for the carry, though I guess it could stand for the choose as well. But either way, you're going to carry the conversation. Far too often when we talk to other people, we just rely on them to be the one to make the conversation successful. And uh, sometimes that works with people who just naturally do that. And so even if you aren't aware of that, you're probably like, well, you know, about half my conversations turn out okay. Well, maybe that's because half of the people you talk to are just natural conversation carriers. But if you actively make the choice to carry the conversation, to be the one who's going to make the conversation successful, I'm going to make this work. It's, it's on me. That's going to be my job. Then you're in control of how your experience is. It's, it's just the greatest thing. If you're not someone who does this, then you might be able to tell if, you, if you're not someone who does this by after conversations or maybe just in general, you frequently think the thought that other people are just really hard to talk to. Right? They don't say anything. They you know, just give me one word answers. I don't, I don't even know what to say. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But if you find yourself just kind of thinking that it's hard to talk to other people, other people don't like talking very much, it's probably because you're not choosing to carry the conversation. It's like two people uh, meeting together and expecting somebody's going to carry a football right? Again, I'm trying to use a sports analogy and I don't sports very much, but it's just like not knowing who's going to carry the football to the end zone. Uh, I assume I hear, you know, I, I hear that when people play football, there are plans and there are uh, plays and they always know who's going to carry the football. It's kind of the same thing. You're going to be the one to choose to carry the conversation. It's on you, right? Now, The only time I choose not to carry a conversation is if I'm talking with someone and I get the impression that they like to carry the conversation. Then I'm going to let them do it, which is great. Oftentimes, by the way, you'll kind of pass the the conversation football, if you will, back and forth. But I always start to uh, as one who's going to be the one to carry the conversation. That so it starts off nice and good. I, I I know it's going to. Uh, because I'm going to be in charge of that. And if, you know, throughout the conversation, like happened last night, then one of the other people that you're talking to decides that, hey, I I want to carry this conversation. Then I let them carry it. But I always like to start off conversations by being the one who's going to carry it. Okay, so that's C. Second letter is A, assume. Assume that the other person wants to talk to you and wants the conversation to go well. So essentially, assume the best out of the other person. Far too often, we start conversations assuming the worst. Uh, they'd rather be talking to somebody else. I'm not going to do very good. They don't want this conversation to go well. I, and we just think all these thoughts that 
just get us to show up in very unconfident ways. I mean, if you noticed uh, little Billy from the commercial, right? I mean, stuttering and not knowing what to say, that's probably because he's all up in his head about what Jack was going to think and whether Jack wants to talk to him. And when you're up in your head like that, you actually can't be down in, you know, the present on the earth, talking to the other uh, person, allowing yourself to be the awesome you that you are. Because remember, you know how to have conversations. Trust me. Even if you're someone who's like, nah, I don't know. I'm not a very good conversation. I, I don't know what to say. That's all a lie that your sidekick brain is telling you because of some experiences from your past. But look at other experiences from your past. When you talk with friends, when you talk with family members, people you're comfortable with, you're already assuming that they want the conversation to go well. And you're, you're, all, you're already assuming that they want to talk to you. So that just allows you to show up naturally. Do the same thing with anybody. You can do this with everybody, whether it's your teachers, or bosses, parents, siblings, friends, whatever. Assume that the person wants to talk to you. That doesn't mean that you just jabber on forever, ignoring any social cues that they might want to end the conversation. That's, I'm not talking about that. At the very start of a conversation, assume that this person doesn't mind getting into a conversation with you and then start the conversation. That's always the hardest part is starting a conversation. Once the conversation gets going, you're fine. Uh, and, and you can also pay attention to when they're, you know, they're looking over their shoulder, looking at their watch or their phone, uh, being like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, okay. And they can make, oh, well, maybe this person doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And that's okay. Totally fine. In fact, that leads us to P, all right? C-A-P, P stands for permission. Give the other person permission to think whatever you want about them. No, whatever they want about you. Give them permission to think whatever they want about you. Now, I'll let you in on a, I'll let you in on a secret. They already have that uh, ability. They're already going to do that. So you might as well give them permission. What that does is that that takes the weight off your shoulders of having to get them to think anything specific about you by the end of the conversation. We do that a lot. We go into conversations and whether it's conscious or subconscious, we want them to think that we are cool or at least not weird or an all right person to talk to. Maybe we want them to think that we're smart. Maybe we want them to think that we're funny and all that kind of gums up the gears in our brain and doesn't allow us to just really be us. So when we give them permission to think whatever they want about us, we're really just acknowledging the fact here. The truth of the matter is, no matter what we do, they're going to think whatever they want about us anyway. So we might as well just let them get our brains out of their brains, right? Uh, our hands out of their mind where we're trying to, to mold it, mold their thoughts about us. And we're just going to focus on, on being present in the conversation. So I, I love giving people permission to think whatever they want about me. Yesterday at this costume party, I was dressed up as Dumbledore. I, you know, I was there. And, you know, uh, one of the other dads was wearing a jack-o'-lantern orange shirt, right? You know, and another dad was just wearing normal clothes. And I was sitting there dressed up as Dumbledore. I just decided to, ah, you know what? They're going to think whatever they want about me. And, I, and that's okay. They can think that I'm weird. They can think that I'm eccentric. You know, and I'm just going to let them do it. And it's all okay. Whatever they think about me, totally fine. Now, 
E, the last letter of CAPE, stands for elaborate. This is my favorite one because this is how you have a conversation. All right, choosing to carry the conversation puts you in the driver's seat. You're going to take the initiative. Assuming they want to talk to you, all right, allows you to kind of just breathe a little easier and go forward that, uh, with knowing that a conversation is going to happen. Giving them permission to think whatever they want about you is great because then you can really have the freedom to just be you. And elaborate is how you now carry on a conversation. So elaboration just means adding more information. Now, uh, a lot of the ways or the skills that I've uh, learned about how to have a conversation, I really just stole from my nearly two decades, no, over two decades of doing improv comedy. Uh, Improv comedy, for those who don't know, are uh, two or three people making up a scene on the spot. There's no script. You're kind of making things up based off of like one suggestion from the audience. And then you, you tell a story together, right? I realize that's exactly what a conversation is. A conversation is two or three people with no script, interacting, making stuff up uh, all together. And one of the, the rules of improv, or I should say one of the sayings of improv, a famous quote, is that information is the lifeblood of a scene. And I want to change that today to information is also the lifeblood of a conversation, meaning that the less information there is, the more likely the conversation will die because it doesn't have any lifeblood. But the more it has, the more lively it's going to be. So conversations are literally all about information. That's all you're doing. You're giving some, some information or they're giving some information. So there are two ways to elaborate in a conversation. One is you add any information that you have in your mind about whatever you guys are talking about or whatever you want to talk about. The second way is to get them to add any information that they have about the topic at hand by asking them questions. I'll give you an example. Last night, I'm sitting at this table. I'm, I'm eating my Halloween candy. All right, talking to these gentlemen, and one of them says that he uh, is a civil engineer because I started. I I started with he wants to talk to me, so I was like, "Hey, wh- what do you do for work?" He's, "Oh, I'm a civil engineer." Now I know very little about that. I, I think I did leave with a joke. I was like, "Oh man, that's got to be a tough uh, occupation uh, these days." Engineering civility among people, man. That's you know, and we had a good laugh and all that, but. I, I knew very little. And I was like, well, tell me, what, what is that? Like, what do you do? And he said, well, I specifically work with water, uh, you know, and irrigation and water planning for cities and stuff like that. Now, I asked him, you know, a couple other questions because I, I was getting information from him and he was happy to give it. People are very happy to talk about their interests. And I always rely on that. So having him kind of just give all this information. But then I know that I knew something about water uh, and design. I know that when they're uh, building neighborhoods or constructing them, they always leave this giant uh, like uh, sinkhole somewhere in the neighborhood. And I heard that, that has something to do with water. So I asked them, I said, hey, question. I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse or not, but what are those things? What are those? You know, they, they could have built a house there, but instead they put a giant hole all right, that, you know, I don't know, goes down like 10 feet or so. Uh, I'm like, is that just for, uh, you know, sledding hills or uh, slip and slide hills during the summer? Like what, 
what are those? He said, I actually know exactly what those are. And he told me what they are. They're called detention basins. Ah, didn't know you're going to learn stuff about, you know, uh, aquatic civil engineering on this episode, did you? But yeah, those are called detention basins. And they're there because before you build houses and streets, water falls on a certain area of land and the land just soaks it up. But when you build houses and roads and such, the same water falls in that same area, but it's got to go somewhere. So they build those detention basins to, I don't know, put the water in a timeout when it, it's being bad or something. No, like it's just, that's where the water goes. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. That was a conversation. That was a regular conversation. For you, you know more than you think you know about almost any topic or conversation. Don't allow yourself to believe the thought, I don't know anything about sports. I don't know anything about sports, but I know enough to ask questions. I know enough to kind of just throw out some ideas and get people's opinions on them. You know enough to have conversations with people. And when, and it's not part of the cape, but when I, when I coach clients on this, one of the things I tell them is you can literally talk about anything. So I, I guess maybe I'll just make this a part of E, elaborate. You can elaborate anything, literally anything from whatever they're wearing, from whatever teacher you guys have together to whatever's happening in the world today, uh, uh, music, television shows, movies, you can elaborate on all of it. There's so much to talk about in the world. It's amazing that we ever think to ourselves, I don't know what to say, or there's nothing to talk about. There's always, always so much. So remember CAPE, carry, assume, permission, elaborate. That's going to help you a lot. So the next time you're going to have a conversation, don't forget your CAPE. Hey teens, would you say you are the sidekick or the hero of your life? You see, sidekicks play small. They let their emotions stop them from doing the things they want to do. Heroes, on the other hand, heroes are always in control of their destiny. They still struggle, but they know how to struggle. They know how to develop self-confidence, manage their emotions, and take the action they need to so their story ends the way they want it to. If you want to stop being a sidekick and start being the hero of your story, let me be your coach. I take teens from sidekick to hero in the Firmly Founded Family Membership. And this membership isn't just for teens. We have stuff in there for parents as well. So if you're ready to switch into hero mode, go get your parents and go to firmlyfounded.com to see when our doors to the membership open next.